0: Welcome to the Scrimber podcast, where I sit down with Scrimber users who have found meaningful and fulfilling work as a developer. I'm your host, Alex Booker, and I love digging deeper into people's stories to learn specifically how they did it so that you can too. Today, I'm joined by Anne from the Netherlands. Customer service was how Anne earned a living, but in her case, that meant navigating a new contract every 6 to 12 months. Understandably, when Anne became a mum last year, she wanted more stability, and I think a real challenge as well. At least something must have really ignited within Anne because she went from not knowing any web development to landing a junior web development role in just five months. There is a lot you're going to learn about Anne, her mindset and strategy to secure a job in such a short period of time. Let's get into it. Welcome Anne to Stories by Scrimba. It's so nice to have you here. Is it true that you only started learning web development five months ago in November?
1: Yeah, that is correct. I started in November with a a short course in which I learned HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and React. And I started building on that.
0: That's amazing. Five months is a relatively short period of time to learn how to code and get a job.
1: It is, yeah. And combining it with family life as well, it was hard.
0: Absolutely, because you told me before that you recently had a baby.
1: Yeah, that's correct. My son was born on the 1st of July uh, last year. So I basically had a, a, a couple of months old baby with me all the time.
0: How did you do that? Because, I mean, I can't pretend to understand completely But I have a nephew and when I babysit, sometimes I have my laptop near and if he naps, I can get an hour of something done. And when he wakes up, there's like a 10, 15 minute halo where he's kind of sleepy and I can still get something done. But after that, it's a full-time responsibility how did you manage that? Well, that's exactly how
1: it went here. It's just between his when he was napping or just playing by himself, I would have a, a couple of minutes to to study. But luckily for me, my parents wanted to look after him one day a week. So I had one day a week that I could completely focus on uh, learning. And uh, my husband had another day of the week that he would take care of my son. So, uh, or, or our son, of course. So he would uh, take the other day of the week. So I would have two days a week. And then, of course, in the evenings and in the weekends, we would uh, share baby caring duties to say uh, say it like that.
0: Well, it's so good to have that kind of help available. But I still feel like you must have been quite focused and, and you must have had to plan and think carefully about how you use your limited time to make progress on your goal. I'm curious if you could tell me a bit more about that.
1: Yeah, I did make a plan. I wanted to finish the course I started off with in three months and it was about 45 different modules. So I just had a schedule that I would do uh, one or two modules uh, to start and one later on a week Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I would just push myself to do that. And if I couldn't make it in one week, I just say, uh, "Okay, I just need to spend more time. So it was a couple of late evenings or early mornings when my son was still asleep and I just wait until he wake up by himself and uh, just push a little bit more extra time.
0: I love that kind of dedication, it's amazing. At what point then did you feel, and this is a big question for everybody trying to get their first job in tech, you've been learning, you've been feeling more confident in your skills at some point, and there is no fixed date, it's different to everybody. Five months is incredibly impressive, by the way. At what point did you decide you were going to start applying for jobs? When did you feel ready, Anne?
1: I didn't feel ready. I still don't feel ready. But I was thinking that I might just start applying to jobs to see uh, what I would have to work on to land a job. Because I don't know what I needed, what skills I needed to land my first job and what they would require from me. And that's why I also asked all the declines I got. Why did you decline me? And what can I do to develop myself further so you will accept my application, basically?
0: I think that's very brave, actually, because you're kind of facing the harsh reality head on. It's almost better to know, even if it's a harsh truth, like, sorry, we're not ready to hire you for this reason and that reason at least you know what you don't know kind of thing, and you're able to better prepare to make progress. And as I understand it, you had quite a, I think it sounds like an effective strategy where you created an almost feedback loop. You were getting feedback from interviewers and you were basically making decisions about what to learn next based on where your weak spots might be. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that is right. One of the companies I applied to told me that uh, the things I had on my GitHub page were okay, but the basic structure of it was a little bit outdated. So I needed a little bit more experience in new things like React hooks and stuff like that. And that is where I joined in on Scrimba to develop those uh, extra little bits to fill in the blanks.
0: That's awesome. It sounds like projects played quite a big role in the process.
1: They did. Yeah. I started with GitHub from the start. So my very first HTML page that didn't have a background and didn't have any styling is still on there. And every little project I did, I just put on there, uh, made a little small description to tell what it was about what I did and what my thinking behind the website is.
0: Hmm. I've seen your portfolio it's at irona.nl right yeah it is so people can definitely check that out to get some inspiration I'm curious what was your theory or hypothesis when you set out to make a portfolio and now you've got a job do you think that theory was true or did you learn something else along the way
1: well I've learned that Projects are really important, but it's not that you have to have a lot of projects. You just have to be able to explain to people what your thinking process was and why you started to code and where you started to code and how the project structure was built up. So you just have to know what you're doing basically and have a line or, of thinking that matches the company's line of thinking.
0: Interesting. I'm thinking back just one question ago when you were talking about applying to jobs just to start learning about what is necessary. Did you maybe stumble upon success earlier when you were anticipating? What's the story there?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I did. I wasn't expecting to land a job so fast. I just sent in, I think, 25 applications to all the companies in my neighborhood. So I just set a a radius of 50 kilometers uh, around my house and mm-hmm. just picked up all the jobs I could find there and wrote to them. I didn't expect to get any serious response. And there were two jobs that I had an interview with one, which well hired me in the end, but I didn't expect I'd get this far. Uh, even when I started, I was thinking I just have too little experience. I mean, five months is nothing. And, uh, yeah, I was really surprised that they wanted to have an interview with me and not just write me off.
0: What was the story there? Like, what were they, what was their thought process in hiring a junior developer?
1: That is my official job title. So I'll be actually doing what I, uh, what I learned. Um, I asked them why they hired me uh, uh, or why they were interested in me. And that's basically because they saw that it was my uh, life. I started programming in November, but I didn't just do a simple course and then stopped. I also did projects for my own. I improved the project I had already made so they could see I was really interested in them. And the other applicants they invited for an interview, they were all junior developers as well. But the difference between me and them was that I could explain my projects outside of my study and what I was working on, and what my thought process was behind that. So they could just see that I was more uh, into programming than the other junior developers that applied.
0: That's huge. Like I think so many people, when they're learning, they either struggle to escape the kind of tutorial hell where they're creating an outcome, but they can't describe how they got there because the answer is, oh, I followed a tutorial. No one hires you to follow a tutorial. You have to have your own independent thought process. And so being able to articulate that I think is huge. That reminds me as well that you mentioned, I think on Discord, that the employer could see you were challenging yourself and that was a really positive indicator
1: yeah exactly
0: now that you have the job what kind of development opportunities are they giving you i mean personal development by the way because presumably if you're coming in as someone relatively new to programming there's a you have a lot of personal ambitions i'm sure the company wants to see you grow into those what are they doing to help enable that development
1: well they did ask me what my personal goals were be when i when i applied to them when i had the interview and i could just explain to them that i want to learn to design uh, applications in a better way and i just want to help myself grow into the front-end development job but i also have uh well i want to explore programming itself a little bit more so new programming languages back-end development um, the company i'm going to work for um, also has uh, openings in the help desk and in the management functions so i already Told them I would be interested in that as well. So just develop myself within the company and pick up a little bit about everything,
0: basically. That's the dream, right? Just to get to experience a bunch of different things. You've only been doing this for five months, which is extraordinary. Now you've got started. Do you see yourself being a developer for the next five years?
1: I I could see myself developing for the next 15 years. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Love it. Which means there's so many new and interesting things to explore.
1: Exactly. And I'm I'm interested in so many things. Like I want to learn about backend developing. I want to learn about machine learning. I want to learn about artificial intelligence. I want to build stuff. I'm I just want to learn more and do more.
0: And that's what you mentioned as well, which was that you were previously as I understand it, you worked in some customer service type roles, but they only offered relatively short contracts, right? Like six to 12 months. Yeah. You weren't just looking for something more stable, but you were looking for a real challenge as well, right?
1: I was looking indeed for a challenge, something that I, well, I could develop. And within customer service, I enjoyed my time there. I had a good time. I enjoyed my colleagues. I loved working there, but it wasn't a challenge. It's always the same. And you always get angry customers and you Quite always bad. get <laughs> annoying chats, et cetera. But then they have to extend it again and it'll cost them even more. And, and they just don't do that. So it's always, yeah, six months and they have to, well, apply for another job. And with this, I hope I at, at least I get a year contract uh, from the start now. So that's longer than I would have gotten in any customer service job.
0: Do you think that your experience doing customer service tr- like, helped you in this new opportunity at all? If I was to hazard a guess, I might guess that that's a very communication-orientated job. And what you described earlier was being able to articulate your thought process. Is, is there a correlation there or am I clutching at straws?
1: No, I think there is a correlation there. I think, um, well, because I only have short contracts and I have so many different applications for customer service jobs, I'm not scared by having to sit in front of people and talk to them and explain myself and promote myself basically in an application. So it's, it's not easy for me, because I get really nervous when I have to talk to people. But um, at least I can act like it's easy for me. And I can more easily connect with other people because Well, I've learned to connect with different people on the phone. So now with uh, COVID uh, around the corner, all the interviews are online. So I think it's easier for me to just, well, sit here and talk to people and act like it's just another phone call. I just have to explain something again. So yeah, I'm sure it helped.
0: It definitely sounds like it. And what I didn't realize when you mentioned it at first, but I think is clear now, is that if you were having to navigate a new contract every six or 12 months, presumably for a few years at least, going into the uh, development industry and applying to a bunch of jobs, that's something which I said was brave, because that would scare me personally. And I think it would (laughs) a lot of other people too. What would you say to people like me? Is it, should we be worried? Like, how do you think about it?
1: Well, I think people like you who already have a bunch of experience, shouldn't be daunted by it at all, because, oh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> because... What about someone
0: What about someone new who might be listening?
1: Someone new who, who might be listening, I think uh, if you're daunted by it, you should just do it. Challenge yourself. Yes. I mean, the hardest thing is actually sending the application, and the worst thing that can happen is that they send you a letter telling, the, telling you the hat. Too many applications and that you're not invited and well you're probably going to get a lot of those mm. so yeah just get used to it
0: <laughs> and, and you you turned it into an opportunity which i think is worth repeating because it helped you identify blind spots and, and figure out what to do next which is obviously huge um it are any any concerns valid like some people think that if they're not ready to apply say i applied to a job today and they said no or, or take someone who's listening for example because because you're right i do have a little bit of experience uh say someone applies and they get rejected but they are only two months away they feel like from being ready i think it's such a common mindset to be like mm, i'm just gonna wait two months because i probably can't apply twice in two months like probably that's not okay what do you think
1: Yeah, I I think you should always, every rejection, just write back to people and ask them why you've been rejected, why they've sent you the letter or why they haven't invited you for an interview. Or if you do get an interview, like I did, just ask them why they did uh, ask you for an interview and use that in your next applications. And I think it's really important to just not be scared because Um, as a woman in tech it's already hard to uh, send in applications because you're always going to face a lot of men and well I've learned that it's not always easy to do that but I also think that um, yeah you should just try it and it's not going to be as bad as you think
0: I agree completely like there's Uh, I'm one of those people who took way too long to apply for their first role and I I was personally holding out for what I felt like was the best opportunity for me and in reality I probably still could have ended up in a really good place if I took a few sidesteps along the way just to get into the groove and get a bit of uh, real world experience.
1: Exactly, getting that practical experience, getting that hands-on experience in another company that that will just help you get to where you want to be, because if you see all the the job uh, openings, they always ask for two to three years experience here or five to six years experience there. I just ignore that while applying because I think you don't have to uh, match 100% with the job post. But yeah, if you want to get to somewhere, you have to take a few steps in between and if you. If I can get a year experience here, it'll just make it easier for me to get to where I want to be in a couple of years.
0: That's, that's very, very true. And one of the teachers at Scrimba, Dylan Israel, he's a big advocate of this. He says getting that first role is probably one of the hardest things you'll do in your career, but that should set off the dominoes effect where you can parlay that experience in order to demonstrate your ability and get that next role.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And what tips might you share to someone who's listening who is on their journey learning to code?
1: Don't be scared to try out something new. Don't be scared to apply to jobs, but also if you have made a project and you're really proud of it, try to ask someone what they think of it and if there are any improvements that they could make to it. For example, I took the snake game I made on Scrimba and I took that as my project to my uh, job interview and showed them what I did and what I improved to it. For example, I did a little bit of uh, another background. I changed the apple to an actual apple. I changed the snake to an actual snake. I made some buttons so you can play it on mobile phones.
0: Nice. And
1: just explaining the extra things you did so you're not just stuck in a tutorial, but you're actually thinking about the project you're making and improvements you can make. Um, that'll help you really develop yourself as well, because you're not just looking at someone uh, on YouTube or on Scrimba making things, but you're actually actively working to develop yourself as well.
0: And you're a fantastic guest, because whenever I ask a question, I have like two or three follow up questions in my head, but you seem to anticipate them and just provide a very well rounded answer, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, which means that as far as I'm concerned, I'm all out of questions. Oh, that's good to hear <laughs> but it's been so nice talking to you and it's lovely to meet you i'm wishing you all the best in the future thank you for joining me
1: you're very welcome
0: hey it's Alex here again coming to you thanks to the magic of editing software i just wanted to let you know that this is quite a small new podcast and oh no we haven't really heard from many people about what they think and what they enjoy about the podcast And so if you've made it to the end, I'm humbly inviting you to tweet about the podcast and at mention Scrimba so we can keep track of what you think. We're going to pick one random tweeter to get a free Scrimba t-shirt. So please head over to Twitter and tell us what you think about the podcast. You can DM us, you can tweet a quote or something you loved from Anne, or you can just share a link or something like that. Any support is greatly appreciated and I'm wishing you all the best as well.